Hello, everybody, and welcome back to WCAT The Den. I'm Ethan. And I'm Matthew. And what are we going to do? Talking yeah. about sports. <laughs> well, there's there's a certain thing. I, I understand you started there, but today's going to be our 12th episode, but this is going to be a more of a special episode because of uh, very big news in the sports world. The coronavirus has been spreading, and it's finally gotten into emergency or protocols as it is now a pan- pandemic. Pandem- yeah, yeah, yeah. Pandemic. Pandemic, yeah, yeah, pandemic, yeah, pandemic. One, one of those words, but uh, something like that. <laughs> we're not uh, big hospital emergency people, but no, we're just emergency sports people. <laughs> so it's finally reached the sports, which is the worst thing to happen to us because we yeah. watch it so much, and there's been big news surrounding that, and we'll probably we'll start off with uh, all the news that has happened beforehand as of yesterday. ESPN came out with a statement saying that this is all the stuff that has been canceled because of all the concerns with fans getting the illness and being in enclosed areas with plenty of people because it's been spreading so quickly and so rapidly. But uh, as of yesterday, the Ivy League, both men's and women's conferences, basketball games has been canceled. The uh, Ohio governor made sure that he said that any place in, or any sporting event in Ohio cannot take place with fans inside of it. The MAC, the MAC, and the Big West is not open to the public. UCLA and USC prohibit any fans from their home events. And Sundays, like on Sunday, the this upcoming week, or this week, week Sunday, on Selection Sunday, of course, uh, the New York uh, City Half Marathon was actually canceled. That, really? That, oh, I didn't know that either. That, that was to say a few, and that was just from yesterday. And there's been more and more news servicing as more and more states reach into emergency protocols to try and quarantine and to stop this disease from spreading, and that means canceling sports, and that is more heartbreak. Devastation for us. But the big news, obviously, came just a few minutes minutes ago as we were doing this podcast. Uh, You could could take this one away. All right, so me and Ethan, if you've been watching our first 11 podcasts, are both crazy March Madness NCAA basketball fans, and... The one thing that makes my year personally, and I think it does for Ethan too, is this tournament. And the fans are a crucial part of the March Madness experience. They make March Madness what it is. However, with the growing um, coronavirus pandemic, a statement was released by NCAA President Mark Emmert today. And I'll try and summarize it to the best of my abilities. The NCAA continues to assess the impact of COVID-19, that's the scientific name for it, in consultation with public health officials and our coronavirus advisory panel. Based on their advice and my discussions with the board of governors, I made the decision to conduct our upcoming championship events, including the Division I men's and women's basketball tournaments with only essential staff and limited family attendance. While I understand how disappointing this is for all fans of our sports, my decision is based on the current understanding of how the, the virus is progressing in the United States. Today we will move forward and conduct championships consistent with the current information and will continue to monitor and make adjustments as needed. And by championships, they mean conference championships such as there is literally a game on right now that has fans in it, and it might be one of the last ones with fans in it for the entire year. Um... So, before we get to the NBA's response, I would like to get your thoughts on this, Ethan, because I'm devastated, but I'll let you go first. So, we'll, we'll, we'll start off because we're going to, as we've been saying, we just did our background, we'll try to go to more opinionated area because 
as you said, you're devastated. I've, I'm as equally, if not more, disappointed. I count on the days Super Bowl, it's, it's football and it's basketball, the two things I care about most. And as soon as the Super Bowl ends, I, I go to my calendar, I cross off the checks each and every day with a red marker, make sure. <laughs> I don't actually do that, but uh, I'm, I cross off the days until it's finally March Madness. And I don't think, I, th this year especially, I don't think I've watched March Madness more than I've ever done ever. And to have it, of course, it be... I mean, it's it's not canceled, but to have the fan part of it taken out is just horrible. It's it, it it's it's heartbreaking. It it's it's the worst thing that could happen to a sports fan because as we were talking about earlier, the the memes of it, like we've been seeing, is that what what, what happens when they hit a big shot? It's gonna be just complete dead silence. The You're, buzzer beater, <laughs> and all you hear is, yeah. <laughs> Just one, one or two fans, because they said the families are going to be allowed there, but it's just going to be the players, and it's just sad. We, we, we've talked about this many times already today, and because, because it's reaching a breaking point, it, it's, it is humongous. It's getting taken out of proportion, in my opinion, but I, it, it hurts me. It, hurt, it just hurts me so much inside. Just me too. Ha have, having to sit and know that the next few days that it, each games are going to be complete empty. We're going to see some previews of it, I believe, because, it ha of course, the statement had to come out. How many days? Today is Wednesday, four, d four days before Selection Sunday. We get this news. They, and it that Selection Sunday, I was counting on the days, too. I could not wait for it. But th this is just not, and not as bad as it. This, this is the media, media in general, the... I know we've been complaining about it. I think it's being taken out of precautions, and I've been saying this all week long too. The billion-dollar industry, NCAA, there's no way I thought at first they were going to cancel this at all and even restrict fans, but they ended up ended up doing so, and it's not. It's, it's just ruined me how I was feeling. I mean, yeah, me there's and, and it's not just me too. I'm not the only one. I mean, me, me and Matthew are not the only ones. There's millions of people that count on the days too if, if you don't know the day the, the thursday and friday of uh like the march madness when that games actually go on it's the days it's the least amount of work people do statistically all year long because people are too busy watching the basketball games instead of actually getting work done but it's it's not only too because it's also the players people like if you don't know in the ivy league they gave yale the championship because they won the regular season they gave yale the bid for the for the NCAA March Madness because they didn't even host the tournament at all. They completely canceled it instead of rescheduling or doing anything. That means teams like Harvard, who was only one loss behind Yale, didn't even have the chance to do that. And there's some seniors on that team that we... It's just, it's just horrible listening to... have. Um, just imagine being a player sitting like all and dedicating your life basically to this to the game of basketball only to have a corporation tell you oh no we're not going to be able to have that your all, all your work that you've been doing is just for nothing it's 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 it's, it's nothing and oh my god i i just it hurts it just hurts so much i i can't stand it but yeah i'm i'm not about to make this any easier for you because i just got some news in from uh, associated press writer ralph DeRusso. okay here we go Mark Emmert has added a new part to his statement saying the NCAA is looking to move the Final Four out of Mercedes-Benz Stadium into a smaller venue in Atlanta. And most of these stadiums and regional sites for like the Sweet 16, Elite Eight, etc. will be moved into smaller venues as well. First round sites will, play, will stay as is, but they are moving all of these place, uh, games into smaller sites and no, time, no big time stadiums. And so basically, 
what they're saying is these games could be played in regular college stadiums. There's nothing really extremely big and all that. And it's just that they're moving them. But this, 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 there's, there's never been a disease that has been that has caused this much pandemonium. Crazy. Yeah, pandemonium. There's, there's never been anything. We, we've had disease like Ebola. We've had the swine flu. The media talked about it. Yes, they spread it around, but it was never this big. They were never doing so much. But we're, we're going to take this from the sports side because this is the worst possible thing, canceling all the big games. It's horrible that they're doing this. I mean, it's, to the people who don't watch sports and don't understand, it's probably like all, they're, like all the administrators that don't care much about it. They're not going to really not – they're not going to really care. I, I mean, I just said they're not going to really care about it, but they're not going to – do anything they're just gonna be just hand it and just throw the hammer down and count it as that that's it there's no other decisions without getting the people's per like the people like us sports fans like our decisions and it's uh, democracy sports review and democracy at this point I, i'm about to lose my marbles I, I am too and now i'm gonna make a statement real quick as well okay and it's one of the things is see i have been everywhere in the past 20 minutes on social media getting reactions because it's authentic from, from a person. It, it really is. You get the raw emotion into everything they're saying. This guy, his name is David Kong. He works as the Warriors, you know, the, the people, I forget the name. It's like the people that uh, sweep up the floor at NBA games or whatnot. And owners slash players are bracing for hundreds of millions of lost revenue due to and NCAA and NBA. And he said, owners and players losing money is one thing, but I feel worse for the folks who work at the arenas who are going to lose every single bit of their revenue, not have a job, and have to struggle paycheck by paycheck. And he, this guy cannot be more right. What they're doing kills part of people's businesses and jobs. Let's say you work at a hot dog stand at a Seattle Mariners game. You're, you're going to lose money. Uh, you're, you're, I'm hopping back and forth. Yeah. Seattle Mariners have announced that they are not going to uh, play any home games for the for the indefinite start of their season. If you will work at a hot dog stand in a Seattle Mariners game, you're screwed. You're not, you're not making money because there's no fans buying the hot dogs. You're legitimately not getting any sort of revenue at all. And it is killer to all of these people who are working hard to get their money, to keep their jobs, to just enjoy life. This virus... Who may, that may not even be affecting their current lives will soon affect their current lives. And it's not because they have it. It's because other people have it and it ruins their lives. This is what has, this is what has ticked me off to the ex most extreme point is the fact that, yes, I get it. There are people out there with the virus and it should be safety first. But you're ruining lives. You're ruining people's lives by canceling events, not putting fans... With any chance, you're ruining the people that work at these arenas. I can guarantee you that there's going to be at least a million dollars worth of revenue that is lost tomorrow night at least when the billion. Warriors can't host a home game. And that's one game. And do you have any idea how many games are going to be played all season long that are going to be missed everywhere? The NBA is probably not going to have any home games. The NCAA has already announced they're not going to have – by home games, I mean like no fans in their yeah. stadiums. The NCAA has announced they won't have any fans in their stadiums. The MLB might be heading towards that same thing, especially since it's an outside thing. The NHL might be heading on that same track too. Lucky that the NFL isn't going on right now. I mean, Jesus, look at the, that'd, the, be, that'd be even worse. The revenue that is generated from those games. I mean, whoo, XFL. Oh my God, I forgot about the XFL. 
I mean, what, it's not what, it's not a major yeah. money revenue, but for somebody like Vince McMahon, who has put all of his money in, he's the owner of the XFL, who has put in all of his money for this. Imagine how this is going to hurt him. Might be good. Might it genuinely might be enough to cancel the league? That's that's what I think. Mm-hmm. The amount of lost revenue might oh actually kill his chances of this league. The coronavirus might literally kill the XFL. Oh my! Process gosh. that because I genuinely think it could happen. That that is that's that's Wait, more true. That that's that's truth. I, I think that that because of all the NCAA, NBA, blah 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 blah, nobody is talking about the XFL and how this likely kills that industry completely. The money that they're gonna lose because they they I don't know if people recognize that the money supply for the XFL is nowhere close to some of these big time industries. So this is probably going to hit hard for the XFL. And my big question is, these games are likely, at least the game, the Seattle Dragons are definitely probably not going to have a game next week. Um, so they're losing paycheck money there. There's just so much going into this. There's so many questions. So many people who are going to lose money. We as Americans are going to lose money off of this because... It's, it's everything that we've invested, and it is failing. The recession back in 08 that we had, we might be on our way for another. Mm-hmm. And it's because of a virus. And I don't mean to overstate that. I, I genuinely think that a virus could really t- potentially put our economy in deep doo-doo. Well, that's, really if, you don't, if you don't realize, anytime a big disease comes out like this, the stock markets has been dropping, like I mean, hitting record high or record lows. Excuse me. Yeah. They've been hitting record lows. This this happens anytime there's big freakouts, and the media is continuing to do it. And I know we're saying the media a ton, and this just means that like, it's it's taken. I wouldn't say it's taken out of precaution, but it's it, it's, it is. It's, it's, it's taken out of proportion. It really yeah. is. It, a lot of people are talking about it. A lot of people are getting scared more and more. They're they're everyone's continuously beginning to get more and more convinced. That this is this is deadly, which with statistics as of now and the pandemic that, that just came out, it is truth and it's scaring a lot of people, and that's just the reality of it. That we just have to slowly but surely accept it. But as sports fans, I don't want to do it yet, so <laughs> well, it's just I will anybody. Conti- I will continue to deny it, and I will I will stay in denial until they cancel March Madness. <laughs> <laughs> Here is what I'm going to say, and you may think of it as a joke now, but wait until the first team decides we're not bringing our basketball guys to the tournament due to the risk. Because I think one team will say, yeah, no, I can't do this. <clears throat> yeah. So in the event in which that happens, then what? Because if one team drops out of March Madness, then what happens? Then what happens? Th- that's my big question. If one team drops out, if the NBA, if one NBA team decides, yeah, we're not going to play games, if one XFL team says, yeah, we can't do this, then what? That's my question. It's only it only takes one team, just like it will only take one person in this high school to catch the virus for our school to be put in quarantine for weeks. That is the question that is burning mm-hmm. for me. Is it only takes one? When will it be? And, and when and if? I yeah, because say. if if we'll go to more local sports, uh, there is a 
As, if, as you know, there's been, been, there's been a decent amount of Chicago schools that's actually been closing. Loyola yeah. Academy, the high school, there was a kid that was in this, his parent was in the same room as someone, or at least had, was in contact with someone that, was, that had the coronavirus. So they've been canceled, I believe. I know Monday, Tuesday they were canceled. I don't know if they were canceled today. They most likely were just because of the quarantine rules. But they, this is the team that's like the Loyola, or no, they did, they did still play their basketball game, though, if you didn't hear about that. The, the high school did play their basketball game because they're in the playoffs and they're one of the better teams. They ended up beating Owls North. But this is reaching a, a point where, as we, we, I know we were, me and you were talking about earlier, where spring break is coming up. Where, or is everyone going here, to come, yes. Is everyone going to shut down? There was, there's already been conf- confirmations of the Big Ten schools, which are humongous. They're colleges. Michigan State mainly of those. Michigan State, Purdue, Ohio State, they have all been noticed that or notified that they will be closing, uh, giving a five-week break to quarantine, make sure everyone stays away from the virus, make sure everyone stays healthy. And that, that effect, if these biggest schools are going to do it, how long does it take before these high school students be, or the high schools begin to start closing? It's it's going to be very very soon because I mean with the spring break coming we already have a week of off of school there's already been talk here at Wheeling will they extend it and give it the two weeks that it's supposed to have and count that as our quarantine day which it's it's a very very smart idea because I do not want to miss out on two weeks of school personally and if you don't know this in middle school at MacArthur I don't know if you knew this in seventh no and it was my eighth grade year. They, uh, they, there was a, God, they, they, the teachers went on strike, and we missed two weeks of school. Like, at the start of the year, we missed two weeks of school. I remember that, because I was in sixth grade. Yes, at MacArthur, we had to make those two weeks up of school. We didn't finish until June, like, something, while everyone else was still enjoying spring break and all that. It was fun to be, because at first it was fun. I was like, yay, I can't wait for this. I'm finally, I'm getting an extra week of school because, or a few days of school. Because at first it was just, oh, they're going to take a day off of school. And then it just kept going. Oh, we're going to have a week off of school. We're going to have two weeks off of school. And then we finally did go back. But I'm thinking back to the coronavirus. How, what do you think will happen then? If, if, this, if the quarantine rules, if the if Trump actually comes out with something, will we be, as a high school, we'll have our seven days which uh, well, this is already supposed to happen. We're going to maybe have our four days. We're going to have to continue. There's e-learning stuff that's supposed to happen. That's, not, that's a whole other story with all this e-learning stuff. What's going to happen? Like, are, are we going to just continue to do this? Pe- people are not going to, not to learn, or it's going to suck learning-wise. The teachers are going to well, be affected by this, Well, it's definitely going to suck learning-wise. I can tell you that for yes. a fact. Because it's, it's already hard to learn and do homework at home. But imagine having to sit and sit on your iPads because we're lucky here at Wheeling that we, everyone does have access to an, a technology, which we all have iP- iPads. But the problem is people don't, people don't all have Wi-Fi, and that that's another problem there. There's there's so many issues going into this e-learning thing, and that's why it's it's, it's a major major issue, and that's why we're gonna have to see what's gonna happen. This is the concern with anybody who is who is watching within our vicinity. You guys kind of know what's going on, so. The big question for me is, let's say, I'm not, it's not going to happen next week, but let's say, for example, next week begins our e-learning things. I am saying for a fact, on Thursday, March 19th and Friday, March 20th, I'm just not, this is not a joke, this is genuinely serious, I'm not touching that iPad. 
I don't care. We'll, we'll touch the iPad, but we won't be yeah. having any notabilities or squalities. We will only yeah. have one app, and that's the NCAA March Madness Live that's app. That's correct. <laughs> this is the problem, though. And this is just an example. How are you going to keep kids at home on iPads actually doing work for school? It's not going to work. It really isn't. But do they have a choice? The question is, do they have a choice? If somebody here gets uh, corona, there is absolutely no chance at all that we have school for the next two weeks. That simple. Anybody comes in contact with somebody, bye, that's it, game over, go home, kids. It really is that simple. That's how it's been at any high school, that's been at any, anywhere and any place. That has been how it is, and that's, it's, it's the U.S. trying to make sure everyone is safe, and I, and I get it, but there's, all, there's also a certain limit that you should be doing it, and that's why I think they've, they've at least reached their limit with all these cancellations, and I think they are, they're going to slowly but surely start exceeding those limits, and it's going to get out of hand. And I, I know you're trying to keep your safety, but I, I just, every, I, I'm always going to come back to it. I just want March Madness to have its fans. I'm just going to have my personal opinion. <laughs> it isn't, you're not alone though. Uh, he got to a lot of his opinions early in the video and I will literally back everything he said because as somebody who since he's been four years old has loved everything about sports. I've watched them with my dad. I watched them with my mom. I've watched them I watched the Jaguars for f now what I oh, would like to gladly call 10 and a half years. I'm gladly allowed to say that. The most devastating part for me as a sports fan is the fact that being a fan myself, knowing the pain that the people are going through, not being able to live the experience, right? For the people who've already paid thousands of dollars in tickets, First of all, that's a whole son of a, you know what, to get their money back. <laughs> that's just not something anybody wants to go through, trust me. It's just a major issue. And it, I'm reaching my, my breaking point with this. It, it hurts. It, it, it hurts as a fan to say that a virus has kind of taken over. Uh, it really has. We were all joking at first about I've spent yeah, we 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 spent the last 2 weeks just saying just I I I've been in denial like I've been saying this entire podcast. I've been in denial saying it's not going to happen. It's not going to happen. But the more that all this people come out with all these statements, it's becoming reality and I I I'm slowly but surely trying to accept it. I'm not going to be doing it at first. It's going to be a slow but steady <laughs> Slobot said he wins the race, but I don't, I, I, it's, it's, it's reality, and if you think about it as a family perspective, I know my dad's been talking to me, with me too, think about your grandparents, you have a, an amazing connection with them, and imagine you don't know that you're sick because of how surreal this illness is, that you could just go up to them and just Talk, like just be with in contact with them not know that you even have you personally have the uh, the the disease and end up getting your grandparents sick that's that's just horrible just thinking about it or just even dreaming about it it's, it's creating nightmares for me thinking about giving your grandparents the disease that ends up taking them because if you don't know like 
and and if you're the disease is like killing all the people like the, the people who are dying are all the people with people who have health issues and people who are like over 50 and those those are like your grandparents those are your older people those are the sen the seniors and that's why it's hard because it's oh god pre-existing <sighs> pre-existing yeah. health conditions mm -hmm. are what is going to kill these people is the pre-existing health conditions that people have and if they contract the virus it's 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 probably over it, it it's true um oh, it's a it's a hard touchy this subject is, this is a touchy subject for us but it it goes i don't want to sound like a selfish sports fan because that isn't the first thing that comes to my mind. It's just that we are here to talk about sports. Yes. <laughs> but it isn't the first thing that comes to my mind with this, with this disease or virus or whatever you want to call it. That isn't the first thing that comes to my mind. The first thing that comes to my mind is making sure that my family stays alive and that my family is okay. And with all the growing fears and the amount of cases that are just exponentially growing, further... Um, just further makes me fearful about this whole thing. I don't know. I don't have a good way to word it. Yeah, it's 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 extremely scary, and I I don't know. Like my grandparents, as I've been talking about them, my grandparents they are big religious people. They didn't even go to church. They they were too afraid to go to church. I, I I'm, I'm not surprised. It's going to become a growing trend, but now. This is where the domino effect that I've been trying to kind of the get big, to people yes. is now that who does that hurt? That hurts the the priests who own the church or the pastors or whatever you want to call them. Because less people are going to show up. Because less people are going to show up. That's no revenue. That's no place for them. There's there's no business. That ultimately hurts the church itself, which ultimately hurts that entire industry, which then crumbles. For at least a short period of time or long, elongated period of time, depending on how long this lasts. I'm going to move the mic down a little bit. Then let's just say another scenario where people do not want to get out of their house. People go grocery shopping. My parents specifically do it Saturday uh, mornings. But now they're too afraid to go out of the house into a public space like that. Now they order their groceries online. Who does that hurt now? That hurts not only... The grocery store itself, like the Ferg's per se, Jewel Osco, uh, Mariano's, etc. That hurts the companies who create the products to put on the shelves. Their, their money supply is being wasted. Their food is getting spoiled. Which leads to a giant chain of disaster. And this is where the main concern as a whole money, in a whole money perspective goes, is... We as a country are going to have to recover from this. This is going to be something that, j that really hurts our economy. It will, and it's going to hurt for a while. Prices are going to go up. You see hand sanitizer on Amazon, it's like 15 bucks a bottle. People are, the stock industry, at least for the, uh, the hand Dow sanitizer. Dow Jones is getting real good right now, if yes. you haven't seen that. Um, <laughs> any, any of the people that have soap or even just the, the cleaning industry is skyrocketing. getting money. Just in that, just when the, they were about to start closing at Ranhurst, where we we live. <laughs> yeah, I know, right? The, the just so many places are having their look, Costco. Yeah, this Costco. is the big one. I went to Costco. What was it? Like last weekend, 
we went i always get the grilled chicken from costco anyway that's not the point <laughs> the point is we go into the aisle with all the hand sanitizer blah 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 cleaning stuff you get it yeah there's nothing on the shelves uh literally nothing there's no purell no germex absolutely nothing and i'm just sitting here like huh somebody went into the store and wiped the shelf the entire thing just wiped it i, I don't get it <laughs> it's, just, it's people worrying it's freak buying if you've ever seen a hurricane anytime there's a hurricane or tornado any type of like super crazy like or natural disaster or natural weather that's like super super bad people always go straight for the gr local grocery stores and buy every case of water that they could possibly could it's, it's the same thing here with all the soap stuff they're trying it's a it's a horrible disaster that's happening and people are responding by doing it the soap industry is getting paid like in the dozens but the people are becoming more and more feared but there's something here's something i've been wanting to talk about since it's another like more and more emotional and we'll, we'll get back to the sports area that we've been talking more about stocks and all the <laughs> random it, stuff it's just but, the we're talking about mainly the effects of yes. what this is turned into yeah. mm -hmm, but i want to go to the more like emotional part too because it's as a, as a sport hole imagine being like six or seven years old right now just like when imagine just getting right into sports and you're you're just about interested in the ncaa march madness right now as like a six or seven year old and you're having it get canceled imagine having to understand yeah. that because i know if, as me as a six or seven year old my mom whenever my mom said no i would freak out it was it was bad because i was i just didn't understand how to take it at the time and now i'm all i'm a big senior i'm about to turn 18 sooner or later oh my god i'm about to become adult whoa <laughs> you're getting old <laughs> Where's my gray hairs? But uh, <laughs> where, I'm but, sorry. Yeah, but just just imagine being such a young kid and just getting into it. It's gonna hurt the kids, the, the the younger generations, because they're the ones that are just slowly but surely trying to get into this basketball sort of thing. And if it's not going to happen, then what's that? What's gonna happen is that the kids are not gonna be interested in basketball, and the future generations are gonna plumb, and there's not gonna be that many people who enjoy it as a sport. That's true as well. And one of the big things that happened today in uh, San Francisco is the city has banned gatherings of more than a thousand people. This kind of comes as a uh, no duh, but a sneaky under the radar thing that, depending on what high school you're in, that automatically bans that, knocks that out. So, but what they term by gatherings of more than a thousand people could mean so many things too, right? Mm -hmm. And. And I'm going to go back. That was just a point I wanted to make. I'm going to go back to what you were saying about the, the six and seven-year-olds is the lack of, I don't want to say mental capacity, but they're young. They have, they have young brains, and it's just ha-ha, pee-pee, and stuff like that, <laughs> right? And so having to understand this coronavirus, kids are going to be scared. They're, they're going to be scared. They don't know what to do. And as a parent of a young child, I was talking to my math teacher today. His name is Mr. Matthew Weber. Funny name, right? Yeah, same name as mine. But he has a one-year-old. He has a tiny little kid with his wife. And his wife is panicking. And just seeing the emotion in his face when he was talking about it this morning. Oh, my God. It's terrible. But... Ugh. 
Just seeing the look in his eyes and the panic that parents must be going through of these young children. Oh my God, the, the, the thought of it is just making me go bonkers because if you have young children at that age, you're concerned that, you're, that the, the kid that you have been caring for and that you've built a life around could contract this virus. It's, uh, oh God, I'm having a hard time here, but <laughs> really I am. Um, it's just, it's so hard for a parent to process, especially of a really young child. It's just something that becomes growingly difficult and hopefully we as a country get past this. Hopefully, minimal um, we're, fatalities. We're all, we're all human. We are. There's, there's definitely some times where everything is down and there's times where it's happy. There's two years ago when we had the big UMBC. Yes, we're going to keep our streak going. We are. <laughs> yeah, we, when UMBC knocked out the 16th seed, that was definitely one of our higher times. And obviously with all this cancellation, this is definitely one of the lower times of our, of, of our generation of watching sports in general. There's going to be times, and it's just a matter of how people get over it. That's how, how are we going to be able how to respond? We how are we going to respond? How are we going to fight and fight this disease as a whole? I, 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 it's, it's great that we're doing this quarantine because if you think as, as a future, if we didn't do anything, there could be more cancellations all the way into August. They're, they're, all summer long, we could be stuck, stuck at home. There could, there could be some, like the, the world could be like literally shutting down, but Luckily, we're all, we all have logic, and we're starting to start it simple and just quarantine at first. And th this is from the quarantine side, at least. That, like, at least pr pros for the quarantine is that it's going to slowly but surely stop the disease. And the quicker we stop the disease, the quicker we can get over it, and the less we have to think about it as, in general. And that will also, connecting it to sports, will have, it'll affect less of the sports. There will be, your, your PGA may still have some problems with it now that it's closer. Oh yeah, they're but, definitely in trouble. <laughs> but all the baseball leagues that go on all summer long, all the minor league teams, all, all especially and even getting to August when there's football, they if, if we're able to get rid of the disease and dro drop the spread of it as it is extremely rapid right now, it's hitting record highs, it'll, it'll hopefully, fingers crossed, knock on wood, whatever else we could do, cross our legs, how, it'll slowly but surely start to decrease and it'll reach its peak, which people are saying it's, it's soon going to reach its peak because of all the stuff that people are finally realizing that it's such so bad, it's so bad, and they're stopping taking it as a joke, and they're beginning to actually take notice and actually fight and respond to it, and that's a great thing, and that hopefully <sighs> well, people will wash their hands and not, go, not realize that the disease is Mr. Worldwide right now, but <laughs> d decrease the spread of it and hopefully slowly but surely have it decrease and never have to speak of it again <laughs> this is something that i wanted to bring up too this is one of my friends his name is lucas uh he's a sophomore who goes here to wheeling high school um i haven't seen him since Ooh, let's see here now last thursday so i texted him today just asking hey what's going on everything okay whatever blah 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 because i get concerned a lot and he sends me this giant text message from Sunday night and it says his family's been quarantined for two weeks and I said what what his parents came back from Vietnam on uh, Sunday evening when he returned in his flight his in, when he returned with his family the entire fam uh, group got quarantined everybody who came home from that flight got quarantined including him he is stuck in his house for two weeks 
this is that's just so unfortunate for him he can't sit in this school he can't learn right now because the e-learning thing for him he doesn't understand it he can't be in class actively participating and it's tough for him to keep up with life in general when you're stuck in a house for two weeks it's basically house arrest at this point that's kind of what i was getting to is that is that you're basically on house arrest for something you didn't that isn't your fault people are going to travel over spring break that's going to make things worse truly it is um spring break for us is next week i know some colleges are already currently on it and stuff yeah my my brother's home from isu and there's been concerns of if he's something tells me he's not going back. Yeah, he, he, I was gonna say he, he's probably not going back um, for a while, and that only just means more e-learning. Let's see if e-learning's even worth it because not many people are even big fans of it in general. But I'm gonna tell you something right now. As somebody who has a hard time staying on an iPad or something like that for an extended period of time, just in general. I don't know how I'm going to last with this e-learning thing if it does go through, but I, I think the district will have to, to come up with something here soon. I'm waiting for Pritzker to make a statement here for Illinois. Um, he hasn't said anything yet, and I want to see what he has to say. But again, and then even though I tend to find myself on the, on the red side of things when it ter- comes to politics, I don't expect Trump to say anything. He's ignorant right now, really, truly. He has not really said anything about it or and what I don't it's being expect done. Him, and I don't expect him to anyway, but that's, that's besides the point. I'm waiting for Pritzker to say something. I think he'll come out with something at some point. What was the guy's name from Ohio, the, the governor? Um, uh, DeWine De- De- or something like that? And I'm sorry if I absolutely butchered that. I probably did. Um, I'm going to see if I could. Oh, I got rid of it in my tabs. I got it. Okay, I got him. I'm Mike DeWine. He and believe it or not, he's a Republican. That that's interesting. Mm-hmm. Um, so he was the one who basically said, "Yeah, first four games that, that you're not able to have fans there." Um, just a shocker of really what has happened today. This blew up for us at least about forty-five, fifty minutes ago at this point. Yeah. Um. NBA union mole options. I'm reading. There's more articles come. It continues to be more and more articles that come out. Um, more and more straws are getting taken out. And it's only, there's going to be just one last straw, probably, and that one last tiny straw, and we'll see if NCAA po- decides to pull it or not. And that is the tournament in general. The big thing that came out here today is what Steph Curry came out with a statement about a little bit ago, saying he. It's not an experience he wants to go through as a player to not have any fans in the stands. None do. And this is where my question is. Take a take the people's opinion. No fans or no games. There's only two choices. <laughs> and if you're a player, what are you choosing? You're an athlete. This is why I'm asking you. You're oh. in volleyball. No fans, no games. Pick one and why. I hate to put you on the spot, but it is a very interesting. Yeah. It is a very interesting question that I do would like to know from an athlete perspective. As well, as an athlete, I mean, I do a little bit of everything. I'm a cross country runner and I'm a volleyball player. Yes, that's kind of like polar opposites, but I'm tall, so I got to use my height in both. Excuse me, height in both different ways. But as an athlete, 
missing a game is like the worst possible thing. Like it could happen to anybody, and, and I, it's it's just horrible. Like missing a meet. I was last year. It was was it last. It was either last year. Or, it, it was last year. It was last year because last year in cross country, we host an invite called the W or the Wildcat Invite for cross country at or uh, Horizon. No. God, like Heritage. God, I can't can't even remember where I work, but uh, Heritage Park, and th- this is something we've been hosting for at least 20, 30 years for now, and it is such a big event. This is where we get our money for cross country to fundraise and to get new stuff, to actually have like things in general, and it's a fun race because there's actually it's our home course, and there's actually tons of schools that come from all over, from Wisconsin, from I believe even one from Ohio was supposed to come to this invite. We're all gonna go and race each other. It was a rainy day, so to speak, and the thing was flooded and it was canceled. And it, it was my brother's senior year, and this was his. La- it was supposed to be his last home meet, and it got canceled because. And my brother was completely devastated. He stayed in his room for a few hours in the morning or that afternoon when the news broke that it wasn't going to happen. It was. He was just completely devastated because. He, he had his mind completely set on doing this race, and so did I. I, I really, really wanted to do it. And just to, just to go through, like, how depressing it is to sit through a, all that, where you put yourself through all that work, all that dedication to a sport in general. That's putting, like, your life into it. To have it just completely gone away is the worst thing that could happen to anybody. It's like getting let off on a job. It's like ha- having one of your loved ones disappear. For a sports guy, that's how it feels, and that's why... It sucks, and that's why going back to this games. That's why I'd say missing game or missing games would be the worst possible thing to happen because even though there's no fans, missing games, especially for such a big event that you've dedicated yourself for, missing it would just be horrible. And that's why the NCAA can't cancel it, despite all the things. I love the idea of having the great the, the no fans, but. At the same time, I'm like, I don't know if it, it, the same love for it, the same joys as the players will still have for it. But re- regardless, it has to go on because if it doesn't happen, these seniors on all these basketball teams, just like my brother who's a senior, yes, yes, it, they will be completely mm-hmm. devastated. They will regret not have not being able to do anything. They will always have it hanging over their head, just like any player who's failed to make it to the NBA or failed to make it to any professional sport in general. They will always have it hanging over their head as a fa- as an basically a failure. They didn't have the chance to do it, and that's the worst. It, there's there's no other thing that can compare to that feeling, and it's just it's just horrible. This I, is the point I was trying to make earlier with one of my friends is if you are a senior on let's oh I have a perfect example senior from. East Tennessee State. I want to pull up his name. I forget the name. He's one of the leading scorers in the country. He's been fighting every year to get his team into this tournament. Every year. He finally got in this year for the first time. What would happen if this gets canceled? Because I want to pull back to last year. A a man named Mr. Taco Fall... On UCF, seven foot five or whatever it is, I don't care. Played on the UCF team, nearly beat Duke in the second round of the tournament last year. He had no intentions of going into the NBA before this. It changed his life because now he's on an NBA team making two million a year, 
planned in between the Boston Celtics and their G League affiliate, the Maine Red Claws. It changed his life, and it could change somebody else's life in the NCAA tournament too. Not being able to play these games might ruin their future, and this is why they still have to play these games, whether they don't, whether they, whether without fans or whatever. This could change careers. This could change lives. And this is why they have to still keep going with this. That is all. That's all I got. Yep. I, I, we've, we've talked about this enough. It's a touchy subject. It we've really gone from the emotional yeah. side. We've gone from our personal opinions. We've gone from the news in general. We've heard other people's opinions. But overall, it's, it, it is what it is. The NCAA looks like they're going to be sticking what they have. We'll see if there's any other news canceling what I don't see them canceling it just because of more as we've been talking about the theme wise great recession it, it's a money thing that people really need that they be losing out on millions and we're already losing money in America at this point and the world in general is losing money to all these health organizations that are supposed to be helping fix them but it's it, it is what's going to be it's it sucks that it had to be during March of March madness of our favorite thing but at the, the point is to stay healthy, make sure everybody, all, all your loved ones, stay close with them for now. Don't stay too close because uh, you, <laughs> you might be spreading it, but stay close with them, stay in touch, make sure you spend as much time as you can because you don't know if they're going to be there the next day at this point. But enough with emotional stuff. I had to take, take a breather before we, before we uh, I want to go, because it's the last week of... Uh, before Selection Sunday, I had to, I had to ask, we'll, we'll, we'll do a quick two-minute, three-minute uh, <laughs> review of the new AP poll since we've been doing that yeah, for I the agree. last eight or nine weeks. It's week 19, week before Selection Sunday. We'll give y'all an update for all you guys that like to listen to us there. Uh, basically, at this point, we'll just zoom through all of them, pick a team you want to talk about, probably one each, one or two each, and just go from there as... Uh, Top three, if you care. Top three of the AP poll week 19, top 25. Let's get it! Woo-hoo. Gone from a depressing to happiness because they always got to stay happy. Got to find something. All right, go. <laughs> Move on from that. But top three stay the same. Kansas, Gonzaga, Dayton. Those are your top three. We got a new four because Baylor decided to lose. And San Diego State made me and, break my yeah, heart. Yeah, and San Diego State did too. Both in the or San Diego State lost to Utah State in the conference championship, giving Utah State the first bid to the NCAA March Madness. So they were the first team. <clears throat> they were the first team in. Baylor ended up losing to TCU. There's no West Virginia. They lost to West Virginia. Mount Mom and take me home, country road. It's okay, I'm done. <laughs> yes, they they also West Virginia in a their last conference game of the season. So they f- fell out of the uh, top four. Florida State moves up three spots after being below both those teams. Creighton moves up four spots to number seven. Stop me whenever you want to talk about a team. Uh, Kentucky has moved down two spots after, uh, I believe they lost two, right? They lost two, pulling it up. They lost to Tennessee. Rest in pieces. And yeah. they lost at home. Of course. Yeah, at You know home when they too. actually have crowds. All right, <laughs> continue on. And then um, there's a new uh, team at the, the new high team for the Big Ten, uh, Michigan State. Stop. <laughs> yes, we're, we're going to have yeah. to rant about this one because yeah. – at I'm number pissed. nine, Michigan State has nine losses. They moved up seven spots somehow. Oh, and you guys are somewhat good. Okay, let's put you in the top ten mm-hmm. over teams like Oregon, Louisville, Maryland, 
Yeah, uh, I, did I, I say Villanova? <laughs> Duke. Yeah, yeah they, they moved them up. All those teams, even though they they have all, all every single one of those teams has less losses than them. Every single team that they've hopped, except for Seton Hall. Every you know, all the other teams they hopped or went above, they have more uh, more losses by far because, I mean, Maryland is leading the Big Ten still. They only have seven losses, twenty-four and seven. Why the heck are they above there? Why? They, they, they Michigan State's on a hot streak, but that still doesn't explain it. They're about they're about to get given a three or four C at this point. If this is what the AP poll is saying. Just because they're hot, but I mean, I do agree that the NCAA is, they, they they usually give the hotter teams the higher seeds because if, if you're hot, that's a team to watch, and you're they're usually a team that have the more success in the playoffs. But a team that has struggled all year long t- to be given ranked ninth, I mean, just they struggled <laughs> the year to be relevant. Yes, and now they're that high. I, I can't I can't be bothered. But that's just the Big Ten in general. We complain every week. Oh yeah, and there's another one at 25 that pisses me off too. So we'll get there eventually. Yep. So uh, Maryland, we'll we'll keep moving on. Maryland. Yeah, I don't care about Maryland. They're or actually, I, I, I skipped a few. Duke moves up two spots after those tough losses they had. Villanova's back up three spots. They're they're finally making their way back up in the Big East. Oregon, or excuse me, Maryland is Burr. number 12. Uh, they've been down two spots. Oregon still have not moved in the last two or three weeks. Number they 13. Don't, Yes, uh, the AP press does not respect the Pac-12, but they obviously respect the Big Ten. Uh, BYU <laughs> is at uh, – oh, I got rid of my standings. BYU is at 14. <laughs> don't worry about it. They, they're going to move down eventually after they choke to St. Mary's. Yes. And the conference, yes, we did this on a Wednesday. We uh, are very busy lately. I have volleyball trouts. We couldn't do it on our usual Tuesdays. So. And I'm just a normal human. All right, I'll, I'll finish the list for you, good friend. All right, thank you. Number 15, the Louisville uh, Cardinals. It's Cardinals, right? If it's not Cardinals, that's bad. It is the Cardinals. Cardinals apparently uh, hit a bomb and fell. They're down five. Seton Hall decided to choke the rest of their end of the season, losing to Creighton and Villanova, and they fall eight spots. Congratulations. Virginia moves up five after big wins in the ACC. They've been absolutely red hot, and it earns them, I believe, I think it's the two seed. Wow. In the, in the ACC, I think it might be. It's three. I apologize. It's three, yes. Wisconsin up six spots, a 10-loss team at 18. Uh, what? Yeah, welcome. Ohio State at 19, also a Big Ten team with 10 losses. You getting the theme here? And then um, we uh, And then we got down. Auburn, who's got six losses at 20. What? And they dropped down three spots. For, this conference makes no sense. They dropped down two spots. They did lose to Texas A&M on uh, last Wednesday. Yeah. They were going to fall, but... I don't know. <laughs> I don't know if they should fall behind Wisconsin and Ohio State yet. 21, my team, the Illinois Fighting Illini, are up uh, two spots after losing. I have no comment. Um, West Virginia has back, skyrocketed back into the rankings after I wonder beating why. Baylor. <laughs> yep. Um, Houston is tied with them, and you don't see that very often, at 22 after losing to the, drumroll please, UConn Cornelius Huskies. For, a note, for those of you who don't get that joke, it's uh, Rudolph. Okay, sorry. <laughs> uh, Butler has got back into the rankings for what appears to be the first time in like three years. Um, oh. They've been out for a while. They were out for a while. They hit that game-winning shot against Villanova. Or was it Villanova? No. Uh, yeah, it was, yeah, it was but- uh, Baldwin called game against it. It was Xavier. Ball- Xavier. That was the second game of the season. It was, it was against Xavier. They were, they were about to lose to an- another team, which probably would have dropped them completely out of the rankings. Baldwin stepped up, hit a 
amazing game-winning three, his second one of the season. He's just said, called game, took a step back three, splashed it. But moving on to our final thing, if I, unless you want to do it for me. <laughs> no, I got you. You got it. Go ahead. We got the Iowa Hawkeyes are at number 25. Luke Gar Luca Garza has been on a little, little hiccup of, of his road that he's been doing. But I matter. AP poll doesn't care. You're, yep. you're a Big Ten team. You're top 25. I don't care if you're Nebraska. Top 25. Exactly. And that means. Might as well just call this the big. This might as well just call this the AP Big Top 25. Just like a new <laughs> sponsor. Power 625 at this point. And uh, we'll talk quickly, zoom through these last few teams, uh, the teams that just are outside the bubble. Stephen F. Austin, the first one out. They've Big disrespect. Yeah, he's Matthew's very angry about that. They, he believes that they should be up there, and they I do Easily. too. <laughs> Providence has been absolutely red hot. They should be up there too. They have 66 votes. They're the 2017 second team out. Third team out is East Tennessee State. They should be in too. They just ended up <laughs> winning their conference. We'll see how much higher they move. Uh, Michigan finally falls out of the rankings. Thank God. We've been killing them all week long. And same with Penn State. Penn Get State out falls of my out. face, Michigan. Yep. Utah State gets a big win, gets it done against uh, San Diego State. So they're, they're only few few votes out, but they uh, – They got some work cut out for them to yeah. get into these rankings. And for these last few, everyone else has, like, few votes for the rest of them. Uh, oh, well, St. Mary's numbers will climb slightly, I think, after beating BYU. Yes. So something along those lines. Uh, all those other teams. Ooh, Vermont's Vermont's got votes. How about that? Yep, but uh, that's it. I don't really I think that's else. that's your AP Power 12 for you. But before <laughs> we go, there's actually or got AP Power 12. I just said AP poll top 25 for week 19, week before Sunday, uh, the selection Sunday. But before we go, there's actually been some great conference games. The, oh yes. That have actually clinched their bid into the March Madness. Oh, you got the list? I have the list right go, here. Okay. Teams, we'll, we'll, we'll just start from, uh, from conference alphabetically. <laughs> Liberty clinched uh, their win in a big game that they had. Winthrop blew out their team after a huge second-half comeback. Hofstra ended up having a big, another comeback, too. They did. Yeah, they beat they, Northeastern. Uh, they were down the whole game. Yesterday. Uh, was it, 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 yeah, it was yesterday. Eli Pemberton for Hofstra absolutely dominated. They might be dangerous teams. Look out for them. Yep. Northern Kentucky clinches their win against a UIC team that looked like a high school basketball team out there. They they yeah. were struggling. They didn't really deserve to make it, so if they well, were going to make it. And Northern Kentucky's in it every year, so, no, so yes. it's not a surprise to anybody. So it's their, it was actually their second year in a row for uh, their conference. Yeah, and, so. third, and third in the last four years. That's mm -hmm. pretty impressive. So All then, right. uh, next, moving on, Yale got the gets in because of the whole coronavirus thing that we talked about earlier. We will not discuss. Yep. Bradley for the Missouri Valley gets lucky. <clears throat> Things and dominoes fall their way. They get Go the win Bradley. there. <clears throat> Sorry, my voice is cutting out. Uh, Utah State wins against San Diego State, as we said earlier. They clinched their spot officially. Robert, Robert Morris. Robert Morris. Robert Morris. Robert, Robert. I'm a frog at this point. but <laughs> Robert Morris clinches their bid after a big win against uh SF something something. St. Francis, Pennsylvania. Continue. Thank you. Uh, Belmont gets a big win against Murray State. That was a very, very intense game to watch. Came down mm -hmm. all the way to the line. They ended up winning that game. East Tennessee State. The, the sleeper pick. Yeah, the sleeper pick everyone's looking after because they are a great team. Oh, Wofford gave him a chance because I got I, I love cried. Me, I love me some Wofford, but they we gave him a, <laughs> they gave him a run for their money in the championship. And even though they were a seven seed, they weren't even supposed to make it, but they gave him a run for the money. East Tennessee takes that one. North Dakota State clinches their win. Oh, yeah, that game wasn't close. Absolutely obliterating the other part, just minus the state part. They beat North Dakota by a ton. What was it like twenty seven? 
right? So I will pull up exactly it, but it was it was, it was not bad. fun to watch. Yeah, that was bad. But it uh, was twenty six to five at one point. I'm just like, oh my goodness gracious! <laughs> North Dakota was a six seed. Uh, they were trying to pull off a big time shocker was, of the century, and it never really worked out. Yeah, oh 30, 36. Yikes! <laughs> and then that's the a big yikes. Final team to clinch their spot last night was Gonzaga after beating St. Mary's. After BYU uh, lost to St. Mary's, St. Mary's was – it was actually a pretty fun game to watch last night, but Gonzaga ended up blowing them out in the second half after it was only a one-point game at halftime. And those are your AQ teams to watch, but <clears> – excuse <throat> me. as I'm slowly but surely losing my voice. That's this not is, good. I should probably run. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, overall, thanks for tuning in to our uh, 12th episode of uh, just talking about sports. This one was kind of a more serious note one, but that – Got fun at the end because we gotta. We got, love our March Madness. We man. love our March Madness. We gotta keep it as entertaining as possible, even without <laughs> the fans. I will say this to finish: even though the games will not have fans in the stands, when you are here anywhere watching the games, whether even with this whole thing going on, if there's one thing that can be an escape from all of this for me, and I know it is for Ethan too. It's March Madness. This is a perfect escape. Just to get away from it all and just watch some basketball. For the joy of sports. For the joy and for the love of sports. <laughs> I'm out. All righty. Thanks for uh, tuning in once again, and uh, have a great night.